Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy! Welcome to episode six of the Power of Witness series. This is our final episode for this series, but you're definitely going to want to listen. We talk all about takeaways and this whole experience for everyone involved. I mean, you've already hit play. You might as well just finish it out. Yes. And if this happens happens to be the first one, (laughs) the first one that you're listening to, go back and listen to the other five first and then jump into this. But sorry. Go ahead, Catherine. I was just going to say, yay, they actually pressed play. This is what we were been hoping that they're going to, that you're here with us. So thank you for pressing play on this one. It's, it's so worth your time. It's, it's an important, it really, again, it highlights the importance of taking a minute to assimilate and process work you've done. We as a society are not good at that. We're ready to rush to the next thing. At the end of every session I have with people, I ask them to give me a takeaway. You're going to hear about that. That assimilation is so important. So thank you for giving yourself that opportunity to assimilate what you've been listening to. Yeah. And I just, you know, again, I wanted to just throw a couple of thank yous out there to to some people. For for one, everybody who showed up uh, and who volunteered to be a part of this. It is amazing what, what, you all went through what we all went through together. Um, And also to Catherine, you know, this was a lot of work. We know we've talked a little bit about how this was a tool for getting some exposure to the cohorts that she's going to be running in February and March of this uh, again, privately and uh, beyond and beyond. (laughs) And, uh, but, but that, you know, the value and the work that everybody came and did here is, is huge. And I just like, just so people kind of have some context, like, this episode that you're about to listen to was recorded like three days before Christmas. So we were like, this was in the heat of the holidays and the heat of like everything going on in COVID and a pandemic and the holidays, like people showed showed up, up. people showed up every week and put in a hell of a lot of work. So thank you to everybody who did that. Thank you, Catherine, for putting in all of the effort to make it happen again. Emma and I are not equipped to do anything like this. Um, So thank you for for making it happen. Well, me trying to do anything technologically close to what you do to produce these podcasts would never happen. So again, we're bringing our our best to the table and making something beautiful with it. That's right. Collaboration. Yeah, it's teamwork. And if you're interested in finding out more of about the power of witness and the cohorts Catherine is doing again, go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com and click on the resources tab. You can find a power of witness, all the information there or in your little podcast player links to everything. Could be a big podcast player. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> in your podcast player or on our website, you can find links to everything. So oh, I just had this great image of somebody holding one of those huge eighties boom boxes, but listening to a podcast instead of hip hop or something. <laughs> This is my podcast player, yo. <laughs> this is my big podcast player, yo. <laughs> I have it blaring, like all of the normalizing non-monogamy episodes yeah. blaring. Yes. Like, they won't get looks at all, right? Yeah, no, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> That's how you create your tribe. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say they might get looks, and then they might have following, like the Pied Piper, like all these people right. lining up to listen and get in on yeah. the action. <laughs> 
Awesome. Okay, well, I think let's. Uh, I think we set the tone. I, for I, this no, one. I was like, on that note, <laughs> let's let's jump into the takeaway episode. All right. Um, welcome everybody to our wrap up episode. So we wanted to give this episode, this this topic, an episode of its own because it feels really important. And personally, I think we rush through endings and rush through transitions as in our, in our society. And so anytime that I have the chance to slow that down and ask people to um, ground a bit and sit in, tra- in the transition moment, I find that we tend to take more from an experience. Um, I do this in my yoga classes. I often teach classes where we focus on the transitions more than the poses themselves. And at the end of every class, after that wonderful part where you just lie there and Shavasana, we call it before you move into your day, I always have people roll over on their sides and take a bit for this transition and reflect on what they pulled from their practice as they step off of the mat. And so that's what we're doing tonight is we're going to curl up in a ball and (laughs) you can, if you want, but we are going to just take a hot minute here to, um, sit in the transition before we call this, this over. So at the end of my client sessions, I always have um, asked my clients about five minutes before we wrap up to just take a deep breath and report a takeaway. And what this means is it could be anything that um, resonated from the session, something that irritated them from the session, something that they need to chew on a little bit more, something that they um, want to research some more. Maybe it's something that they are feeling motivated to do, an action item. Um, maybe it was something that they learned about themselves or their partners. And so that's what we're going to do tonight is we're going to, I'm going to give you an opportunity to have to take to share some takeaways. And I've given our participants some um, ideas about different ways that they might um, share takeaways. I think that, again, this takeaway time is important because it also helps you look at what value did you get after the investment of time that you just made and helps you launch from the session, or in this case, the experience into how you want to take it into your life. So I have given everybody questions ahead of time to discuss, and um, I'll share that now with the listeners. So what I've asked is um, for each person, not just a couple, but for each person to share a takeaway from the overall experience, one for being on the hot seat, one for being on the top row of the bleachers with me, and then one from giving and or receiving feedback. So this is the this is the flavor of the takeaways we're going to do, and then we're going to wrap up with some questions about any any things that these couples have implemented from their sessions, and any next steps um, to serve their relationship. So that's what you're going to hear from everybody tonight. And I did not assign who's going first, so we'll see who who volunteers. So I think my personal takeaway. Um, is that I really haven't dealt with that child um, that was wounded. I've resolved it. Not Well, that's maybe not a good word, but or I don't know. But it's, she's still hurting, and she doesn't like to go back there. And when Bill brings up his concerns and issues at that time, I immediately go back to her 
And that's why I keep pushing him away because I guess I really haven't. I thought I dealt with it, but I haven't really dealt with it. And, you know, I guess I hate that girl that I was when I married him. I mean, I loved Bill, but I was so clueless. And so, I don't know. I don't know what I was doing. And when he brings me back to that time, it feels devastating. And I feel angry at him because I'm angry at me, that person um, that I was. And I haven't reconciled that yet. My big takeaway, I, big takeaway I have is that probably an act of grief and, and understanding grief for who I was and how I've changed as a person. And I, I really need to sit with that. I mean, I need to sit and let that person pass away and, and grieve that passing and mark that person appropriately and then celebrate who I've become. Uh, I mean, that, that to me would be the big, the big takeaway that I have to work with, um, you know, person from the personal side of things, you know, there's a lot more with everything else. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. And, and taking, taking that question of, of something that, that resonated with you and sort of pulling it into what you plan to do with it. Um, Bill and Felice, how about for you? When you, when you realize this takeaway for you personally, any thoughts about with this knowledge of, of what you need to do, what you plan to do about it? Well, I am not, I don't really have, I don't know what it is, the capacity to deal with her 20 year old Felicia anymore. I mean, I love to work on her, but I, I'd rather focus on me now (laughs) and that doesn't seem like a good use of time, but Bill and I have a um, marriage counselor that is uh, non-monogamous friendly here and that we see Bill sees her all the time once a month, but maybe he and I should work on more of that issue with her Um, though. She's not my therapist. And she makes that very clear that she's Bill's therapist. So, but if this has to do with Bill and Bill's issues, then I'm sure we can work on that. Yeah, it is. It is a, um, (laughs) I definitely hear you on the wanting to uh, just, just focus on the present. And I will say that, um, I think I mentioned this one during your session that for me having a, cultivating that relationship with parts of myself that I don't aren't necessarily my favorite um, doing bits at a time instead of waiting until it's something big or something really hard has certainly been um, I I call it the, the simple but difficult solution where it's not something that's terribly difficult to do. It's pretty simple, but it isn't terribly comfortable and it's uh, it can be really impactful, but it, it definitely isn't comfortable. And I'll just say that at least in my experience, focusing on who you are today is an even richer experience when you are able to have a soothing and restored, restored relationship with, with other parts of you that, that you have shame around or. Right. And both my parents are gone and I, you know, it's like futile to, 
you know, it seems like that part of me is gone. You know, like I, um, they're gone. I'm not, you know, I'm not that girl anymore. And I can't get answers from them. You know what I mean? And, but I can use it to help me help Bill. And I've been trying to be more like, Bill, what do you need from me when you, when he's kind of has these moments of crisis? I ask him, what do you need from me? And um, how, how much, uh, and what he needs from me at that time, I think that's helpful because if he, if he tells me he's going to discuss the time in our marriage early on, then I can like prep myself for that and, and listen to him and try not to regurgitate me. Cause that's a little self-centered. I think that it's all about me. It's all about me. <laughs> and um, so I'm trying that and to be a little more um, trying to be with him in the moment to discuss it and not be it's not about me. So I'm really trying that. I, I think the irony is, is that I think by grieving and sort of bearing the old self, I can focus on the here and now much better and celebrate who that person is. And so I think doing that, I can join with, you know, with Felice's project of being the self and being focused on who she is today and, and not delve into the past so much and sort of let go of that, you know, while still taking your point of that person's survival, that person's coping with that time being something to celebrate, you know, to give that former self a pat on the back that, that everything was okay and you made it and look who you are today. Which I do. I do all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And I think that that's a, um, you know, I love that. That's definitely a wonderful tool that I often teach called broadcasting or, or, or pre, uh, pre, I call it preambling where you say, I need to talk about this time. Here's what I need from you. Or if you hear Bill starting to talk for you to ask, what are you needing from me? And then it is this, then we have a better chance of sort of stealing ourselves, if you will, to say, okay, not about me, not about me, not about me. I'm going to be here as an adult for my partner. I could be the adult standing in for this, this, this part of him that he's trying to let go of and grieve. So wonderful tools that I hear you all sharing. Um, before we move on, move away from you all, is there anything that you want to share as a takeaway um, about being on the top row of the bleachers and, and or giving or receiving feedback? Well, you know, Catherine, Lisa is trying to get me for years to be a better listener, you know, get out of that problem solving <laughs> space and get into that listening space. And so this is really wonderful practice in doing that. And the observations from up there are almost everyone else has issues and problems that we can relate to mm-hmm. and that we can take things from their own experience and, and apply to ourselves. And, you know, just basically gratitude and just, you know, high fives all around to everyone for being so courageous and so, you know, wonderful and brave to share what's going on with them. And so I think that's a, 
you know, that's, that's really the experience. So it was, you know, you, you teaching us skills that I think are, are useful for the future and, and, and how good it feels to be listened to and how to listen to others. Yeah. I was a little shitty at the beginning and I apologize for that. But after I heard everybody else's stories, you guys really, I mean, there's so much vulnerability that just makes my heart gush. Um, and I really appreciated that from everybody else. And, um, it's, it's interesting psychologically that when people are vulnerable, you seem more close to them, you know, that you're like, I see you and I respect you. And, and I, and I understand what you're going through. Yeah, it's uh, it really is powerful to when we when we can be brave enough to put our shields down. Um, I was just finishing the last touches on the module I'm doing about um, nonviolent communication, the work of Marshall Rosenberg, and that is the basis of this amazing framework that we can use to communicate um, more peacefully with each other. Is when we're willing to be vulnerable because it is very difficult to keep defenses up or get weapons in your hands when somebody opens and says, here I am without a shield, without weapons, vulnerable to you. And you see them for what they are and you see the similar, how, how much more we are all similar than different. It makes it, it it really brings the violence of our communication down. Um, He was a brilliant man. So thank you for sharing those um, reflections from the top row of the bleachers and about giving and receiving feedback and what, how you all plan to, to launch forward. Thank you. And thanks for being part of this. You all were brave to start and um, always had so much interesting uh, feedback to share. Thank you, Catherine. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Jack and Jill, do you need a refresher on what you're, what you're talking about? (laughs) Yes, please. Okay. So takeaway from overall experience, being on the hot seat, being on the top row of the bleachers and giving and re- receiving feedback. Then we'll go to um, things that you've implemented and what your next steps are. Awesome. Okay. So I think for my overall, um, my overall experience, I'm also going to jump back into the other power of witness that we did with you. Um, just, learning more about me being the gas and Jill being the break more, you know, we've, this has helped us flip that around. Like, I feel like we're in a lot better place around communication and, and all that. And then, you know, also talking with you or, you know, getting, being on the hot seat around um, the old covert contracts and, and subconscious agreements and, you know, cultural agreements that we had bringing that into talking about that now and just being heard on that and, you know, working through that. I I think it's, it's good. Like we're in a good place with it and we're in, we're in control of, of our relationship. We get to make this what we want it to be. And that I'm super pumped for that. That's great. (laughs) Any, um, anything that you want to share about being on the top row of the bleachers or giving and receiving feedback? You know, it's, it's wonderful. Um, I again got to see that I am an, an, I I am an advice machine. Um, (laughs) and it was just really good to know that that wasn't okay. 
And to really exercise that empathy muscle and, you know, find, find where the, you know, where whoever was talking was, or was on the hot seat, you know, what they were going through. And, you know, what's, what's interesting is, or I want to thank everyone for the, for the vulnerability, you know, I actually was listening to No More Mr. Nice Guy today, and that's a book. Which is a book. <laughs> yeah, it's a book. Um, but he talks about, you know, we think that people connect with us because we're so we have it all together, and everyone here we we actually connect around our foibles, our you know our our humanness, and um, it was. Everyone here, like you laid it on the line it went, and it was awesome. So, yeah, let I, me just yeah. jump in real quick, Jack, to say that just to clarify, advice is not a terrible thing to do. There is a place for it, especially when it's solicited. And Absolutely. when when the person you're talking to has their lid fully back on and they're ready for problem solving and they ask for it. I think it's just that we overuse it. And mm-hmm. I think that it can be frustrating because when we use it, it's because we are, we're hurting for these, we're hurting for them. We want to, we want to do something to help. And so it comes from such a good place. And then often we'll see it land, you know, like a lead balloon and we're going, but this is coming from such a good place. Why are you not excited to hear these words and why aren't you putting it into action? And so advice has its place, but usually we go to it too fast and then we're frustrated because it doesn't work. And so the feedback I was trying to teach you, yes, was trying to give you other tools in your toolbox besides the advice hammer. So I'm glad, yeah, you, I, glad I, that you've I, taken the opportunity to learn how to use those other tools. And I think I've used those tools in the last couple of days with Jill. That's good. So. Right. I can you. neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> Jill, what takeaways would you like to share with us? Um, so my biggest takeaway from being in the hot seat was um, to give myself permission to fully step into the conscious role of this new, um, what do you call it? Contract? I can't I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Paradigm. Paradigm. Contract. Yeah. That, that Jack and I have, cr- have created to, um, I think what I've, you know, it's just make what, you know, it's just making the subconscious conscious and somewhere's in there. It was just this thought that my subconscious is still operating a lot on the old contracts and the old rules and, and still, which like Jack was talking about the break in the gas pedal, like that, that's part of my old contract. And I, and to just to be in a space where I could give myself that permission, like, Hey, you know, it's, it's time now to consciously step into this, you know, to take your sub, to take my subconscious along and, um, and move it, move it from one, from the subconscious into the conscious. So that I think was the best part of this. Um, as for sitting on the hot seat, it's always really, really uncomfortable, (laughs) but I already know that uncomfortable always brings magnificent growth and great, um, personal reflection. It's like a mirror whenever you're, whenever you're in the hot seat. And so I am learning to willingly go there. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. What about, um, being on the top row of the bleachers with me and the feedback giving and receiving any takeaways there? 
Oh, the top row is so good. Like was already said, the empathy that you feel for those (laughs) who are on the field down in the mud, you might sometimes that's what it feels like. You're down in the mud, but from those of us on top, you're playing a great game. And just to, you know, feel like you're in that game with them, you're cheering them on. And, but then also to be able to see, again, it's another reflection of our own relationship and our own and our own squabbles and fights that we have. And it does, it looks so much clearer from up top when you're down in the bottom slinging mud, there is really (laughs) nothing clear. But when you have that opportunity to see others, you're like, Oh, that's simple. Like I can change that again. It's like, it's kind of the shift between the conscious and the subconscious. Like it's like the fog rolls away. So being on the top row is not that uncomfortable. <laughs> it's but very clarifying. Great. Great. And feedback ah, there too. I have learned, I would say in the last two years, I've learned to absolutely love feedback because for so many reasons, number one, it really produces great growth. Um, number two, it often is very affirming. Um, I don't know. That's just, yeah. Okay. Great. And it's very, in this group, I would say it's super caring. And that's, again, that's very validating, very affirming. Great. So glad you felt that way. Um, anything that you all, any plans you have for the next step of continuing to grow your selves and your relationship that you want to share? I think, I think just carrying on, keeping on the, the path that we're on of just like learning to trust each other, trust the relationship and to, um, yeah, continue to work on communication and, and work on a new contract. And do things consciously and intentionally, like just, I don't know, we've been given so much more material around where we were living just kind of unintentionally or unconsciously not, you know, just to bring, to be willing to bring those more to the surface. All right. Thank you so much for joining me twice. (laughs) Coming along for this, this ride as well. It's been, uh, it's been wonderful to have you. We'll we'll probably sit the next one out. (laughs) (laughs) I'll miss you. Who will I I force to go first on everything? (laughs) Uh, Thank you both. Thank you for all you do. Yes. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. All right. Who would like to share next? All right, David and Amanda are pointing at each other, but I guess that means that they're going to go together. <laughs> well, um, this whole process was um, transformative for us in many ways. Um, and, you know, for me, starting with with um, really just feeling um, Bill and, and Bill talk about uh, remorse and, and missing uh, a part of his life, um, that really just, you know, from that bleacher perspective really was, was powerful. And that sort of set things off for me to, you know, find things in really what, what each person said that really resonated for me personally, um, in a way that, um, 
Well, actually, I mean, I'd never done any group therapy like this. I feel like I've done a lot of therapy, but never in a group. And um, wow, it works pretty well. It makes a lot of sense. It helps. Um, You know, being on the hot seat is something I had a lot of anxiety about. I can say that once we were there, um, y'all disappeared, which I guess is a good thing. Um, I mean, I felt like, I felt like, like, um, I felt very, very heard in the feedback, um, and, and well supported. Um, but, um, but Catherine, you were really able to, to hold our attention during our session. And I think I was anxious about that. And so that, um, you know, that was, that was easier than I had imagined. And, and once, you know, once we warmed up, um, um, I feel like we got a lot of, a lot of, of, of good work done. Um, you know, learning about stories and assumptions and, you know, um, the platinum rule and just really what goes on in our communications. We've learned this a lot of different ways, but, um, the way you frame things was really helpful. Um, at least for me, um, very much so. So glad to hear that. Anything about being on the top row of the bleachers or the, or, um, anything else about feedback you'd like to share? Well, the top rows of the bleachers, I think a couple of folks have said it and and you kind of set us up for this in that it is really like you're observing this world that you live in, but it's a little microcosm and you're not one of the players. Mm -hmm. And it's really amazing when you realize that the patterns are the same. The themes are, are the same. And um, and then, you know, with some of the additional work that you've had us do, um, you know, thinking about ways to, to help um, be more rational with those and less reactionary um, is, is, is great. And seeing it from that perspective, seeing others go through it, whether it's, you know, Casey and Laura or Jack and Jill um, um, or Bill and Felice, it's all just really neat to say, oh, wow. That's some of the same stuff. Great. Thank you so much for those reflections. Um, Amanda, would you like to share your reflections on that? And then I'll, I'll volley it to both of you about your next steps and anything you've implemented so far. Um, yeah. You know, the kind of the overall experience, David and I have said for a long time that, you know, I'm speaking French and he is speaking Latin, but you know, we, we are both Google. Like we want to give each other the whole entire world. We just need to be asked the right way. And, uh, and, and Catherine, you have been able to help kind of bridge the gap of what happens for both of us in that, in that moment when, you know, David's looking for more answers and I'm shutting down and his brain is doing A, B, and C and mine's doing X, Y, and Z and, and, and just kind of helping us see that, that there are ways to, to, as David was saying, recognize the patterns and, and kind of stop and, and ground yourself and then kind of work through those. And, you know, again, from the overall experience, realizing, you know, it may be French and Latin with us, but, you know, it's also kind of two different languages amongst all of us. And we're all, you know, coming to this with kind of the same common theme of wanting to work on ourselves and work on our relationships and, and work on the bigger picture of kind of ethical non-monogamy and, and all the benefits that those things um, give us. Um, so well said. Thank you. Um the well so being on the hot seat uh was 
was great. I liked it, you know, um, feeling like I had the backup of everybody else that, you know, if I got nervous and said, you know, something stupid that, that I had the, you know, the ability for other people to kind of understand and know and, and help walk that back. So the, the sport, the, the backup team felt really great. Um, David and I have also been saying that we think that BDSM or kink or anything might be the cure to so many things. And I think, Catherine, we are now realizing that the new kink is hot seating and you need to take that over and bring world peace to everyone. Just that. Okay, thank you. Yeah. And then, you know, just the hearing and giving and receiving feedback. I think we've all learned that, you know, the words of affirmation are hard for me, but hearing and and having to say some of those things that um, felt kind of superficial all of a sudden didn't feel superficial anymore. They kind of felt real and and meaningful. And so that was great. Wonderful. All right. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. So any anything that you all are willing to share, if there's one one small thing that you feel like you've implemented that's helped your relationship thus far, and or you can share anything, next steps that you have to serve your relationship. We've, we've both noticed uh, times when we need to take out the adult chair. Like we're, we're definitely recognizing uh, just... Be, you know, we're recognizing each other's triggers better over the last few weeks. Um, and that also probably is in part because we did, in terms of next steps, decide to engage you and have been working with you as a coach remotely. So um, I've done two sessions. And-, and then also, you know, now that we have kind of the tools to hold each other accountable, being able to do that as well. Okay. Wonderful. For the next well, thank you so much for, for joining us. I remember in our um, our discussion before you all decided if you were to do this, you were both very nervous about this. And I just want to thank you for, after hearing your trepidation, the amount of bravery and vulnerability that you brought means even more because I got to hear how nervous you were and not all the listeners will hear that. So I just want to say that you guys have come a long way and I really appreciate you being so brave and and bringing it like you did. Thank you. Thank you all. Thanks really to everybody here for helping with that. Absolutely. All right. Laura and Casey. Casey's put me in charge of going first. Awesome. Um, from like the overall experience of just being in this, I think it's for me helped with compassion in my own relationship, being present for everybody else's, like, I don't know, hardship almost. I mean, I guess we all didn't have hardship, but being present and, and really focusing on what everybody else was saying I think gave me just a different perspective on listening and compassion with Casey in my own life. So I think I had kind of been skipping that part, like hearing his words, but like not really emotionally connecting with what he had to say. So Mm -hmm. even just being present for everybody else kind of, I don't know, triggered something in me to say, I need to be present or this too, like this is important. So I thought that's kind of where 
like my big takeaway. Um, the hot seating part, I don't, you know, I felt like her hot seat kind of got weirdly derailed from the topic that I thought we were going to go on. (laughs) So like, I mean, like I was going one place or I thought I was going one place and then we went somewhere totally different. So I think that that also was hard for me to take in. I like having plans. (laughs) I like having like specific, I like, I like having specifics. And so when it went somewhere totally different, it just gave me a lot more to think about. So that was interesting on the hot seat. I mean, I was comfortable on the hot seat. That that part wasn't so much, but after I was uncomfortable. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And it is, you know, when, when we were planning these, knowing we only had 50 minutes, I definitely wanted to come in with a plan and pretty much stuck with that. And you guys, it definitely went in a different direction, which honestly is more, it's, it's a more real life version of what a coaching right. session is like, where we have an agenda, we have ideas. And part of my training and my belief is, is going with what feels immediate and rich in the moment. And what's it and gestalt therapy, we call it what's in your forefront, like what's right here. And so it is, it was a little derailing and a little bit uncomfortable for me too, because it was also harder to wrap up in a shorter amount of time. And yet I also have a lot of faith and trust in when something is, when I, when I feel pulled and and feel the momentum of our work pull toward a, a, an issue the way it did, that that's where we needed to go, even if we had all hoped and planned for something a little different. So I appreciate you guys rolling with me on that. And I'm looking forward to, we've decided to do a follow-up session to try to bring a little, right the ship a little bit. So we'll be, um, I'll be looking forward to, to doing that with you all. But I, I agree that was a little disorienting and um, I'm sorry that it left you feeling a little uncomfortable afterwards. Oh, I mean, uncomfortable to me isn't like a bad feeling. I mean, I, I mean, personally, I like feeling uncomfortable. I mean, truly, because when I feel uncomfortable, it means I'm growing. Yeah. And so I'm not mad about feeling uncomfortable after the session. Like I, I mean, my agenda may or may not be what needs to be happening at the moment. <laughs> like truly my agenda is probably probably off base generally. But um and also, I mean, this isn't all about like Laura. This is about kind of us. And so um it was good. It was it was good. The top row of the bleachers was great for me because I I love to hear other people's life. So it felt really good to kind of not be in it. Um, And it also taught me a little bit to top row the bleachers, my own life sometimes, because I am like a super emotionally emotional person. (laughs) Like I I am like really into it. Like, I mean, my heart is like on the outside sometimes. And so feeling my heart hurt constantly doesn't this doesn't feel super great so being able to get up the to the top row of the bleachers for a little while and just like see what's happening more with more clarity is really helpful so I thought that that helped with the skill because instead of 
being in my head thinking, what am I going to say next? What, what kind of problem solving do I have to do? What do I have to do? I can actually just hear and then not have to do, you know, that, that feels good to me. So, yeah. And I would say that that, gosh, wait, the way you said that to me, that's one of the, one of the things I hope people learn from giving feedback in this different way is to be able to take, take that advice that need to give advice off the table where really all you need to do is be present and feel it and just ride the ride with them and then share the experience you had when it take, when we have that pressure off or we're not thinking of what we've got to do, we can be more present. And that is such a beautiful way to show up for another human being. So thank you for sharing all that. Laura. Yeah. I, I can't follow up that. Should have gone first then. (laughs) Well, but then I would just keep talking and then it would be two hours later. And yeah, I knew I had to let her go. Um, My overall takeaways from this um, is one, I talk a lot when she can't mute me. Um, Two, I feel like, wow, I've got a lot of emotions that I think I have hid from myself. and I think, well, I guess I can go into that because that's more of a takeaway from being on the hot seat um, that that I've got. This course gave me, I think, some of the fundamentals of being able to, one, recognize those. Uh, two, it gave me the courage to even speak about them. Um and so having tools like understanding when my brain goes to that, that childhood place or, or really just, you know, the mess um, and being able to recognize that and somehow you rationally kind of at least recognizing that's a rational um, uh, thing to do. So then you can kind of either, t- you know, push your, you know, leave the situation until you're ready to communicate because that brain isn't the place you need to be telling your spouse or partner um, things. Right. Right. Uh, So having, yeah. So having that, um, you know, that was just, you know, like I said, it's very fundamental, but just recognizing that I think will really help um, just how I proceed in life in general, which was really nice. Um, Overall takeaway. It's just amazing how different we all are, but our problems are really, you know, at the root, very similar. And, and like Laura said, to be able to sit back and listen, um, you know, to stuff that you just never get to listen to. Um, people don't talk about this stuff and in, you know, maybe a group of three with a partner and a, and a, and a coach. Um, but to do this in a group and hear, hear the things that go on behind closed doors, I think was really, um, you know, it's really connecting one, which I love. Um, but also just, I don't know, hopeful too. understanding that we're all dealing with the same little issues um, was big. So uh, takeaway from the hot seat was, and maybe this is just me, but I feel like just having all these people hold me accountable, accountable and being honest. Like, I don't want to lie to anybody. I can lie to myself real easy. Um, I can kind of hide stuff from, from Laura. Uh, but I felt like, I don't know, being with, all these seeing eyes and ears, I guess, forced me to be honest. And it's, you know, that was really, 
really pretty awesome to just finally be able to, to hear and say things that, you know, I, I knew were there, but I just, it's so easy not to face them. Um, so that was, that was really, I don't know, just a very humbling moment, you know, to, to, to have, you know, you have this idea, you're in a hot seat, all it's going to be a podcast and there's going to be people listening and I'm going to hold my cool. I'm going to sound like this, you know, super awesome. We're going to be awesome. And then all of a sudden it's just a train, you know, it's, it was very humbling. Um, and I appreciate everybody taking time out of every time I showed up at the hots or at the, the top row of the bleachers, um, didn't really feel like a commitment to me. It didn't feel like it put me out any, you know, it's hard to be here. Uh, but then when I was on the hot seat, realizing that all these people are here taking time out of what they do to listen and to engage with us was pretty, you know, it was really humbling. It just, it feels really good. Um, uh, giving and receiving feedback, I think was really important for all of us because I think sometimes we forget how to give feedback in that particular manner, as opposed to trying to tell someone what they may or you know should or shouldn't do. Uh, and, and, and just being able to try to connect more and say how they felt related um, and, and how they heard you um, was really, was really powerful. It was, you know, I think since we just did this a week ago, I don't know if I personally had a lot of time to really absorb all my feelings and break it down like I do in my head. Um, but so far there's been some really, I think for me, just having uh, the accountability and trying, you know, I, I like to be honest and, and not being able to hide that from the group is, is probably the biggest thing for me. Wow. That's a, that's a very interesting one, Casey, that no one's ever, no one has said so far about a benefit that they got to have that accountability to say, you know, if, if I'm showing up and all these people are taking time out of their day, I'm not going to bring them bullshit. I'm going to, yeah. it, it's, it's forcing me to be accountable. That's a, that's a really powerful statement. I appreciate you sharing that and, and taking the seriousness of that to using that to um, motivate you to do hard work. And I don't well, think that you were a train wreck at all on your hot seat. Yes. But, um, but yeah, that, that's a, that's a very interesting um takeaway thank you for sharing that and, and thank you for everything you did for us absolutely any things that you all um i, I know you've all have only had a week but any things that you've implemented um feel free to share but probably maybe for you guys more about next steps in service to your relationship oh um i we got a lot of steps to go <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, we're going to have another, uh, session with you that that's the next step. Um, and then I don't really know where the next steps are. I mean, I'm going to work on accountability with Casey personally, and then I'm going to work on showing up in a more compassionate way. So those are my, my goals. Those are beautiful steps. And those they're, they're not easy. They're, they're simple, not easy and likely quite effective. I think just running with my taking that initial step to be uncomfortable. Um, and you know, not trying to run away so quickly from the difficult 
emotions during conversations uh, and try to stay there in my adult brain. Um, and then, you know, like, like, you know, it has only been a week. Um, but one thing that Laura is really, you know, really it's brought communication. I mean, we've been communicating a lot more since that session uh, than we had previously, which is, um, and, and I think more enriched conversation. Um, but one thing that is, is, you know, she really needs is some way to measure these changes or have a list of these specific goals and, and how are you doing this and how are we going to do this? Not just, well, we try to communicate. Um, so trying to understand that she has specific needs on how to hold us account or how to see the accountability and how to see the progress. Um, and that's different from the way I would do it, but being open and um, just listening and saying, okay, this is what you need. Let's figure out how to give it to you instead of, well, that doesn't work and, and just shutting down. So staying open. Okay. Um, great. And we can certainly work on um, creating some of that accountability when we work together. And um, one, just one more thing I want to say is when I, when I teach about these inner parts, sometimes there is a lot of people always want to go to, okay, so my goal is to just stay in the adult as much as possible, which is true. But I also want to make sure that there, that I'm clear that, that we don't shame or guilt ourselves when that can't happen or when it doesn't happen because ethical non-monogamy, I think ethical non-monogamy and parenthood probably are the things that will push us and dig on us and, and hold up the hard mirrors and it, it makes it very, it makes it the most difficult to stay at the top of our brain or in our more adult, um, adult chair. And so when that happens, not if, to make sure that we are offering a lot of compassion for ourselves and for our partners, that it will happen. And when it happens, we have the opportunity instead of shaming those inner parts or being mad at them or chaining the teenager in the closet, as I've heard people say, to be able to, when those parts emerge, instead to look at it as an opportunity to soothe and heal and deepen our relationship with them so that the next time they get triggered, maybe they just knock quietly and ask for some support instead of stealing the keys and driving our life in off the cliff in a big dramatic way you know, to get the attention. So yes, that is a wonderful goal. And I also always ask that there's compassion with that goal. Okay. And I just add to really, I think we could, you know, you can do that as a team. You know, I can sometimes recognize when my brain switches, but sometimes if Laura can recognize it and understand that maybe it's a little bit more of a, a okay, maybe I, I have to, con you know, if she can control her emotions a little bit because she can see I'm running or vice versa. Absolutely. Um, so that compassion for each other. Yes. Thank you. Again. Beautiful way to do it. Thank you both so much for, um, for jumping in, um, into the group. You're, um, I was especially always really um, enjoyed the feedback that you gave and the reflections that you had and same with this. So thank you so much. Um, all right. Emma and Finn, anything that you all would like to share about being on the top row of the bleachers up here with me, the feedback, anything, any ways that this has affected your relationship or anything you want to share? No, no, not really. <laughs> <We're good. laughs> Pass. 
<laughs> no, no, a- absolutely. And so I think the, the first thing that I wanted to say uh, before I get into that was just a, a thank you to, for, for, you know, to one, uh, for one, to Catherine, but, but also to everybody else who was here that, like, first of all, all of you came on our show. Some of you have been on there multiple times. Uh, like, even that in itself is huge to us and is so meaningful to us. And then the fact that there's, you know, many people think of counseling or therapy as something that's shameful, right? And to, to even admit that to anybody that you have gone to therapy or counseling is... Can be hard. Can be very hard. And to come on a public forum and do that therapy in front of others um, is... Takes tremendous courage. Yeah, I... I am in awe of everybody here, and I think the and I'm going to avoid platitudes because I'm not allowed to give them. But the the fact that that all of you did that, um, like, just shows the level of commitment that all of you have to each other and to your relationship. That you would come on to a, 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 a again a very public platform and go through something like this that is difficult by itself is I think it's just amazing. And I think very excited uh, from the top level of the bleachers and having not ever gotten down in the weeds with all of you on the hot seat has kind of shown us something that, you know, we, when we have people come on the show to promote something that they've created or sell something that they've created, which, you know, part of this was helping Catherine promote this program, which is an amazing program. And, and, you know, before we did this, Jill and Jack reached out to us because they had gone through it and said, this is an amazing thing. More people need to know about this. And so, you know, that was definitely part of why we're like, yeah, this is worth it. And, but for us to sit here and really didn't go through the hot seat, um, you know, hard work, we're basically taking the seat of the listeners that, that are sitting out there listening and the way that it has impacted our relationship in the last month that we've been going through this has been tremendous. And the, the takeaways that we've had have been tremendous. And so whether anybody ever, you know, signs up for this or not in the future, we know that. But we hope lots of people do. We do. But, <laughs> but we know, but we know regardless of that, that the value that this brought to people and that all of you brought to people just by being here and sharing your stories is epic in yeah. so many ways and so I just again a huge huge thank you to all of you for being here and I think you know the takeaways for us the 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 timing of this is strange in a lot of ways we are going through a lot of big changes in our life and both our relationship relationships and our personal careers and our journey and where we're going and what we're doing and so like Every day for us is not every day is a fight, but like most days where like it's not just like wake up, go to the beach and hang out and drink pina coladas. And so it's <laughs> like coming here on Mondays, like some days I'm like, I don't fucking want to go do this because it's hard. It's not just like sitting here listening to you all talk. Mm-hmm. And it's hard work for us to like face the shit that we're going through and face the shit that we've done for the last 10 years together and then reflect on it. And then you just start to recover from it and then you get to do it again the next week. And so it's, it has been a lot of work and a lot of growth for us 
And uh, we owe a lot of that to all of you for, for your vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, the main like personal takeaways that I've had have been, I think sort of like, uh, don't really know the best way to say it, but maybe patience and you know, what, what Laura, I don't know why we always want to mix your names up, Lauren Casey, <laughs> what, what Laura was saying uh, about the compassion and understanding that like, we're all sort of struggling, you know, what we're doing is hard every day and that we're going to make mistakes. And rather than getting frustrated, like taking a beat and taking a breath and like, let's talk about what you said. And like, it pissed me off, but maybe you didn't mean to piss me off. Like you weren't trying, you're not, you don't come into every discussion we have trying to piss each other off. If you do, that's, that's a different, that's a different podcast. But (laughs) so I think that, you know, really trying to step back and look at the big picture and look at the team that we're building here has been huge. And just the, you know, something Casey said for real Casey, not Laura Casey, uh, that that Casey said about how we're all so different. Like when we look at this group of people, it's a wide array of ages and backgrounds and everything. We're all very different, but like the stuff we're going through is very similar and we see ourselves in all of the different people in different times. And I think that has been really helpful um, Mm -hmm. because you hear somebody else saying something that you're like, that's not a good idea. And then you're like, oh shit, I did that yesterday. Maybe I shouldn't do that in the future. And so you, it's sort of just this mirror that you look into. And I think again, regardless of whether you sat on the hot seat or not, that mirror gets held up in front of your face. So Mm -hmm. yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you for that reflection. Ben, I really hadn't thought of that, that you all thought about how you all really are sitting in like the listeners where you're, you're getting to be part of it, but not having to get on the hot seat yourself. So thank you for sharing that, that perspective. That was, that was really. Yeah. And thank you for not putting us on the hot seat. <laughs> well, we'll see. I mean, you know, we may get some requests, so we'll see. I mean, now, you know, now that David and Amanda brought up that it's the new kink that's going to be sweeping the, uh, sweeping the, the globe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That that might drive me away, though. I tend to shy away from popular things. So. <laughs> That's true. <yeah. laughs> All right. Thank you, Finn. Um, I will just add a few things. I mean, first of all, I will reiterate everything Finn said. We we are kind of in the listener's point of view, and it's ex- it was extremely impactful for us this last month. Uh, for a number of different reasons, like Finn said, we're going through a lot of different shifts in our life, and having to show up in this way just to witness all of you uh, really made us look at our lives, what we're doing this last month as well in a different way. And you all made it while it was harder. It was also, uh, it was much, it was a much more enriching month for us, I think, than it it might've been without all of you and without going through this. And so I just want to thank all of you for, again, for being here and for being, having the courage and vulnerability to stand up and, and show up here. Um, and I'm excited to get this out in the world because I hope that so many people listening will have similar reactions and you're going to help a lot more people. And that's amazing. Uh, and we're really excited for all of that. And it wouldn't be possible without all of you here. Um, a couple of personal takeaways. Uh, <laughs> I can't came back to my note on the AFOL that Catherine said the other day or a few weeks ago about another, another fucking opportunity to learn. And that's what I feel like showing up every night here 
um, that we have and witnessing all of you. It's just, and showing up in our relationship with Finn, my relationship with Finn, but also our relationships outside of that, um, both family and friends and just life in general, like everything is an AFOL and it's also an opportunity to, um, to grow and pushing. I've really worked hard to push myself to be in uncomfortable and to be vulnerable because a few of you said this, but like when, when you are uncomfortable and vulnerable, you, that's how you grow. And I've been working hard to do that, um, my whole life, but especially over the last month. And it's made a big difference. It's been, it's been an emotional roller coaster, but it's also been beautiful and I wouldn't change anything. So, um, thank you so much again. And I just, yeah, I couldn't, I want to give all of you a big hug and I can't do that. So when we see you in person, I'll get a big hug from all of you. Absolutely. Hopefully maybe, maybe a uh, December, 2021, we'll have a reunion episode in person record. Like where are they now? But we'll all be in person, except it might be hard to record because we won't be able to stop hugging the whole time. <laughs> right. <laughs> <It's a little laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you. Oh yes. Kate. Uh, Laura. Casey, Laura, it's Laura, but, um, I wanted to, I forgot the next step was also, um, is we're going to do the relationship boot camp. We've committed to doing that with each other. Um, starting with, you know, the first lesson. And so I think we're going to continue our once weekly getting uncomfortable vibe and do the relationship boot camp together. And I'm really excited for that opportunity. Um, so thank you, Catherine, for providing that to us. I'm super excited to do it. So I'm so glad to hear to hear that. Um, and it is, it is interesting when you have, when you make those date nights or maybe date night, isn't quite the right word when you make that appointment with each other, um, to do that, um, and sitting down and being able to dig into the work, um, it really can take the work that we're doing, either, either from group coaching or as we, you know, when we see each other individually, it really just takes that work and puts exponents on it, in my opinion. Um, so thank you. I'm glad that to hear that you guys are going to, um, continue to use that beyond the course. It's great. All right. Thank you all. I don't know what else to say. Everybody said it so well, but I really appreciate, um, Emma and Finn for giving us the opportunity to, to bring, giving me the opportunity to bring this platform, um, in a, out in a way that we can publish it and get it out to more people. And like you say, at, at minimum, letting them get the benefit of the, the topper of the bleachers. That's a, that's a really exciting for me. It's really exciting to see my work being able to go far because of what you two have already set up um, with your amazing community and all the time and effort you put into your podcast. So I really appreciate you helping me get that work out and the word out and to be able to, have another group of willing, vulnerable, brave, amazing souls to share this with. And thank you all for your um, faith in me to, to lead you. It was wonderful. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great spot too. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Catherine. And, and once again, thank you everybody. Uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up there. And we're back. Thank you again. I know we've said it many, many times, but just a brief thank you to everyone involved in this project and for listening to this. We would love to hear your feedback. But out of power of witness, please go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com and click on the contact us button and you can 
send us an email or a voicemail and let us know what you think. We'd love to hear any feedback uh, that you have. Yeah, nothing else to say other than, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Catherine. Um, and we just hope everybody enjoyed this. It, it was a blast. It was impactful on us and uh, just really excited to be getting it out there. Yes, I will. just want to say that I'm, I'm sad that it's over and I'm so excited to get it out to your listeners and hear what they have to say. Please feel free to send me feedback. You can do it through Normalizing Non-Monogamy's website or mine, um, expansiveconnection.com. And um, I also wanted to follow up and say now that we're, what, two weeks post this, this last episode that these couples are still communicating on the MeWe group and are talking about getting together for a social Zoom hour. And it's uh, it's just really been great to see that they're, the connections that they've made um, seem to be lasting. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, I think, think we I did think, it. I think that's it. I think we can wrap it up. So. We did it. Yay. Yes. Thank, Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks again, Finn and Emma, for your podcast and for going out on a limb with me to do this. Really, really Our appreciate pleasure. you guys. Of Our course. Pleasure.